myself and my partners spend uh, time looking at deals uh, aside from running a title company and making sure that deals close because we always say and if you see behind me can't see from here but you know anyone who walks in here sees a sign that says what good is a deal if it doesn't close and that's right. what right. you know the title insurance is main purpose is right uh, our purpose is not to tell you why your deal can't close our purpose is to make sure that it does hello and welcome back to the smartest real estate investor podcast i'm your host marcus and jaquita and today in the spirit of us literally just coming from the title company closing on a deal we're going to talk to our guest dorian lamb about you know title and title insurance and things like that because we feel like yeah everybody has to close everybody has to go to title but it's something that we don't feel is talked about enough because of you know like the things that the title company does and how important a title company is to your deals um so we're going to dive into all of that let's welcome dorian lamb to the podcast everybody (laughs) dorian how are you man thank you how's it going no thank you marcus and chiquito it's uh it's i'm i'm looking forward to being part of this and uh, look being on the smartest real estate investor podcast implies that i could potentially be one of the smart investors <laughs> out there um so i'm already happy about absolutely, that we strive that's the goal so uh yeah so just starting off man, how did you actually get into real estate uh and specifically like title work yeah b- before i dive into that uh i'm also very happy that you guys came from a title company and you were still willing to do this call with an owner of a title company so <laughs> yeah. that, that speaks to your experience Perfect um <laughs> and, and it didn't scare you away anyway it would leave a bad taste in your mouth where you're like i don't really want to speak to a title company owner right now um so i'm i'm uh i'm born and raised in new york uh, i've been here all my life uh i'm a trained management consultant out of nyu so admittedly a biased new york fan uh even went to nyu new york university and came out of business school <clears throat> as a as a management consultant and you know, through the years, it, it, being in real estate was was not exactly a, a path that I charted intentionally. Uh, it, it came about from opportunities just from, you know, going with the flow is the best way to put it, right? So uh, I, I was doing consulting for a company that was acquired by the oldest and largest title company in the country at the time, First American. And um, I yep. spent uh a good decade in the back office uh with themselves and other companies that they acquired helping with you know very back office management consulting project management type roles and um i had an opportunity to join a new agency that was formed uh, from leadership out of first american and had an opportunity to learn the front office aspect of it business development, accounting executive, and and really get my feet wet in understanding real estate as an industry. Because what I did not know at the time was I knew how to create a title product, but I didn't really know why the users wanted it or used it. So this point in my life was really important because uh, I got to meet the end users and, and got to understand what they thought or how or how they thought and, and how title insurance played in their world of you know getting commercial deals done, getting commercial deals developed, so on and so forth. Um, that company was uh, after uh, six years sold to a, another publicly traded company in 
I had an opportunity to um, join Cornerstone as a partner. Um, so uh, at that point in time, was uh, had had the chance to be an owner, and at that point in time, had the chance to uh, see those who are closing deals. You know, we always hear about um, active real estate players. You know, being at the closing table, I knew who the real active uh, real estate players were because I saw them sign their documents and I saw them sign the loan documents that yep. short <laughs> of signing their life away um, <laughs> but was, you know, proof in the pudding as far as people who were really putting their um, their equity on the line, right? And their reputations on the line and knowing who's actually closing the deals. So we had a chance and the fortunate ability to know who was real and we naturally when we saw them again and we had the uh, fortunate uh, chance to close their deals again, um, befriended them and started learning from them and uh, understood why uh, their strategies were such that they were geographically, asset class, uh, value add, so on and so forth. And, you know, through many years of developing these relationships, we, we had a chance to invest alongside deals. And that became very quickly uh, an opportunity to do our own deals from meeting these individuals at the table. So that brings us to today where uh, we do, myself and my partners, spend uh, time looking at deals uh, aside from running a title company and making sure that deals close. Because we always say, and if you see behind me, can't see from here, but you know, anyone who walks in here sees a sign that says, what good is a deal if it doesn't close? And that's right. what right. you know, the title insurance is. Main yes. purpose is right. Uh, our purpose is not to tell you why your deal can't close. Our purpose <laughs> is to make sure that it does. Right. Uh, so we 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 take that ser- seriously. So um, when it's not our time being spent on that, we we are looking at deals. We do actively invest and we do actively develop. So that brings us to today, where uh, you know after about four years now of track record on the investment and on the development side, naturally we have our own network of friends and family coming to us asking if there's any particular deals that we see that are interesting that um that they could potentially invest in so so you know we got title company we got doing our own deals and now we have you know like a capital raising uh, component as well that we're adding in outstanding yes that is amazing it's amazing and i love your story of how you started in the back office part of it, because I always say uh, a deal runs very smoothly when everyone in the transaction knows the roles and what everyone else in the transaction brings to the table and what is going to take from that person to get the deal done. So it makes such a smooth transaction when everyone understands that. So I think it's great, especially being the owner of a title company to start there and then get to where you are now. I think it's amazing. And so let's dive right into it um, for our listeners that are maybe just now beginning. What is the role of a title company in the overall transaction? So I'll give you kind of the boring answer, and then I'll give you kind of the what I've learned through you know 15 years of owning a title company, right? So the, the boring answer is title insurance makes sure that whatever property you buy, um, or let's put this a different way, that whoever is selling their property is the actual real seller of the property mm-hmm. and that they're selling it to you as you get the keys or the FOB key or whatever your method of entrance is, um, that there aren't any specific liens or encumbrances that you are assuming. So you want the term in our industry is you know free and clear, um, which means that you're receiving your property with a clean slate. 
The last thing you want is to get the keys, spend your hard-earned money, spend all those months and kind of uh, scrutiny over getting uh, money from banks and then realizing that um, somebody knocks on your door and says, oh, by the way, you know, I own a piece of your property. Um, uh. So that that's kind of the somewhat boring answer of title insurance. The example that kind of resonates with everybody is uh, divorced, a couple that's about to get divorced uh, decides to sell the house, but somebody decides not to get the other signature and you have the other party knocking on the door saying, I, I own half the house that you just bought. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the easy kind of uh, technical answer. But you know, I go back to what I said before in terms of what title insurance is and not to kind of skim over it, but it is really true. And I'm pretty sure you guys will agree with me. Um, the title company is there to to, to ensure that your deal closes. That's number right. one. Yep. Uh, and ensure that your deal closes in a fashion where you do not have any issues with regards to any contractors. And this, I guess, pertains more to commercial, but it can also pertain to residential where um, there aren't any contractors, that the property that, that, that are owed money or that are in dispute, um, that there aren't any property taxes owed and that you're at risk of uh, the state or municipality coming in saying, "Hey, by the way, uh, you owe us money." So the the you know we we the name of our company is Cornerstone, and you know we kind of have a play with words where it's you know let us be a cornerstone to a successful closing. But you know I'll go back to the mantra that I mentioned before: What good is a deal if it doesn't close, right? Um, so that's what that's what we're there for to make sure that your deal closes. No one we all know the feeling of deals not closing, yeah, yeah. and that is not a feeling we want anybody to have. Yeah. No. Yeah. We were no. just dealing with that with a property uh, that was an uh, inheritance, and there were three heirs, yeah. and it was such a pain yeah, yeah, to reach go. all of the all of the heirs. Oh, it took it, it took, took a long over t- a month past the time we were originally supposed, supposed to, close. to close. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. Have, have definitely dealt with deals not closing. Yep. Never dealt with anything after closing where someone you know knocked well, on the door or whatever. Thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Because we that, deal that's with that's a good sign. Yeah. So yeah. you know, kudos to the title company that you guys use. Yeah. You know, I shout out anybody who's doing things the right way yeah. because there are a fair amount of players out there, and I'm not you know being a hater here, but it's true where um you know they, they look at your deal and they're like oh yeah there's just three years don't worry about it we'll close it we'll close it and mm-hmm. you don't want that right no. it may seem right at the time because you want to hear what you want to hear which is the closest thing as soon as possible but if they don't do what's right with the heirs um that's a real you know situation in which you could have uh, a group of people um now you don't want one but let alone a group of people coming and saying you know hey you know we, we have a fight on our hands because yep. you know we didn't we didn't really uh authorize the sale of this uh building right yeah. right yeah no we we never want to operate like that because i mean what happens with us we're investors we want to turn around and sell it right yep. we don't want our money tied up we don't want our investors money tied up so yeah. um we definitely like to do things the right way yeah, yeah. like to work with companies such as yourself that yeah. like to do things the right ways that way we're protected yeah in the spirit of like doing things like the right way and finding like a reputable uh title company one that has your back like you said let us be your cornerstone like what are some of the like most important things that like a buyer a seller or even an investor should be looking at uh on a title commitment oh okay so on you know the title commitment can be filled with you know a lot of language and that that many won't uh kind of dive deep into so yeah. yes obviously there are certain things that you want to pull out of it 
always, always refer with your attorney or with your title rep. You guys are active enough to have your own title rep and to have your own title um, contact. So, you know, I, I obviously, and you guys, I'm, I'm, I get a feeling that you do this already, but you know, have them talk you through it. If not, right, yeah. at the very least, you should have your attorney look at it and, and look at, you know, things like um, easements and encumbrances, right? Shared yes. driveways. Uh, yes. um, you don't want anybody claiming adverse possession on, on your property after you got it or after you bought it from somebody else. So there could be years of understanding between two neighbors um, and they like each other, but they may not like a new person coming in or an investor coming in and flipping a product to somebody that they may not know. So they can bring up especially if there are easements, um, you know, mm -hmm. or shared driveways, they can say, hey, you know what? Um, I gave him access to my driveway, but I don't want to give you access to your driveway, right? Those, those types of things will will come up. On the commercial side, I always say, especially here in New York, you got to look at your covenants and restrictions, right? We have seen developers look at property, do a full due diligence, sign a contract, then they run a title report and they see that they can only build either a community facility or a religious facility and in their Whoa. mind they're thinking i'm about to build condos so wow. it's you know obviously can throw a wrench into the whole process and uh, those are the types of things that you should definitely look at covenants and restrictions for the commercial folks um and then you know easements and encumbrances uh for the residential folks some of the other things that will come out of it you'll see whether or not there are any property taxes in arrears. So uh, we like to hope that everyone is paying their property tax, but that's not always the case, mm -hmm. especially in a state like ours where property tax is very high. So you can see situations in which, uh, and you know, the state and the city don't play. If you miss a year, they're going to go through a process where, um, where they're going to make you aware that you need to pay this. Otherwise, you can't get any you know, refinancing or you can't get any loans uh, on the property or sell it. Yeah. So, you know, you could be in a pinch in that scenario. That's the type of stuff that would rise. You could see how much they're spending on water to see whether or not they're up to date with their water bills. Um, you could see legal use, right? Certificate mm -hmm. of occupancy yeah. is a term that's yep. used here, right? You got to yep. make sure that you're, that two or three or single family that you're buying is actually legally classified for that use. Yep. You don't know how many times we've seen people buy uh, a one family thinking it's a two family and underwriting two family for, you know, cash flow purposes or for investment purposes. And then, you know, they buy the property and the state comes or the city comes back in this case and says, by the way, it's only one family. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they're, 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 those are the things that a title report will help you reveal. There's a lot of others, but oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not going to dive into it right now. Those yeah. are the, those are the big ones. Yeah. yeah, we just wanted to touch bases on some of the big ones. And you mentioned like. Some yeah, of one of which really we actually have a podcast episode about that story where oh, uh, yeah. it started off as a shared driveway, but yes. it ended up being like a piece of land that the family owned. Yeah, and then one of the uh, family members just built a house on it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you own the house, but you won't own the land. Right. And all of that came up in title, man. So, yeah, that's right. And yeah, so, so you guys know that firsthand. Yeah, I, I didn't realize <laughs> exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's crazy. But you mentioned something that was interesting to me. So if you guys in New York are behind on your taxes, you can't even sell the property. You can't sell the property and pay off the taxes. Uh, yeah, so you could, right? Oh, but okay. what, what, you know, what a potential new owner is going to do, and you guys are savvy investors, you're going to, th this is helpful for you mm -hmm. in this yeah. case, where yeah. you're going to say, 
all right, you know what? You owe about making an arbitrary number up here, fifty thousand dollars in taxes, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. You you kind of have to sell this, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. I have I know this information, right? Oh, so okay. um, you're 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 in a pinch a little here because I mean the city has actually done away with what they call lien sales, where they sell your lien to a third party and then the third party can foreclose on you. Um, mm-hmm. This just happened, but still, uh, from the standpoint of of information for a buyer in a market, especially like today's where there are not many buyers, there yeah. are not many people who can get money from banks, or even if they could, don't want to pay seven plus percent for it yep. on the 30 year, um, that you can use that in your arsenal and say, all right, you know what? Your price is a little high given that, you know, you're you're somewhat in a pinch and you owe 50,000 yep. yeah, taxes, right? Yeah. Um, so you can come up with some, you know, um, creative, you know, bids where it's like, we'll, we'll, We'll stave off the property tax portion of it, but you know we'll, we'll, we're going to take a discount on the price. Yeah, right? so um, yeah, that that is something that that comes up in title reports because prior to literally this year, um, there was something called a lien sale, and the lien sale will pop up on a title search, and it's something you have to cure is the term we use right you have to cure um so that you clear for title all right yeah okay yeah no that makes a lot of sense i thought you were saying that you couldn't sound like man it'll be a lot no of no no no, yeah. no, no. not be selling a property yeah. <laughs> but yeah, look that so it, it does okay in that case yeah uh it is not that case that you can't sell it but in the case of a refinance and again not too many people are refinancing in the environment like uh we're in now mm-hmm. but in the case of a refi you know it's in that example let's say you were hoping to take out 100 grand um you're going to find out you have to pay 50 grand in yep. in your in your property tax you're really only getting 50 grand so it kind of constricts that um you know what that person was planning on doing with the uh with the money exactly yep. exactly and that's another reason why um title searches are important too um be, because some owners don't even know yeah. sometimes that they have these liens and everything and they'll write up a contract for a certain amount and they don't yeah. know they're not yeah. getting yeah. any money. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. We've, we've, um, we've seen that. <laughs> you know, I've been asked before, what is the the one thing I would uh, give as advice from a title insurance uh, owner or a, company, a title insurance company owner? Um, and it's not even just as an owner of a title company. Um, anybody who's buying property should run a title search. Even if they have... Um, even if they're lukewarm on moving forward, as part of your due diligence, you should run a title search. Um, you know, look, the, the costs um, are not that prohibitive, especially if you have a relationship with a title company. They'll be mm-hmm. willing to help add value to your process because they're thinking long term, at least the good ones are. Um, but it, it is important because it gives you a snapshot of of things that, like you just said, Chikrita, many people actually don't even realize. Um, uh, you don't know how many times we've seen deals where, you know, here in New York, if the sidewalk is broken, the city will fix it and they will bill you. And sometimes they don't even know. They'll, yeah. they'll send it to an old address. You don't yep. even know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you get to a closing and you have four sidewalk violations. <laughs> they were all repaired. Uh, and you owe the city now 2500 4000 5000 you know, in the, in the thousands of dollars. And, yeah. and yeah. you were completely unaware. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's interesting that you said everyone should do it should do a title search because that was one of the things I wanted to touch on. Because in yeah. the transaction, like in a normal traditional transaction, you know, you have your agent and the agent sees part of, you know, part of what the market is doing. The um the loan officer sees part of what the market is doing, but as a title company owner, everybody should at least be 
going to the title company to close. So with the shift in the market right now and what we're seeing um, just nationwide, how has that affected your business, especially since you do both residential and commercial? How, how has the market shift affected your business as a title company? Yeah, I mean, look, great question, right? Um, look, naturally, we are tied very closely and correlated to transaction volume. When transaction volume is is high, and you know, in a good market like New York, where you know prices is, you know, the average condo in New York now I think is you know one point four million dollars, wow. right? That that you know the transaction size and volume were directly correlated to that. So um, there's no lying that things have slowed. But we are also coming off the best two years yep. of uh, in history of real yes. estate in terms of transaction and volume. So um, th- this is a, a return to the mean in terms of how we look at it. Mm-hmm. But some of the things that I touched on, especially in the market of the commercial space, where um, developers need to be uh, even more careful now about how they look at deals. You guys are active enough too that you know anybody who is going to be a professional investor or even a novice investor should have a title company rep. And the yes. reason why is because yep. most due diligence between, and you know, this is the commercial space, but it can also apply to uh, residential development as well. But, you know, they're, they're inclusive of obviously a lawyer, a loan originator, an agent, um, sometimes an architect, an engineer, um, you guys are trained engineers, so you know this part. But you know, oftentimes the title is not involved or mm-hmm. not included. And I'm not saying that we're the most important. By far, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that we offer a piece of the puzzle from a data standpoint. Yeah, that is that is missing. And mm-hmm. it's it doesn't always it is not always the cause of you saying, hey, let's move forward or not, right? But it is a component that you are fact that you should factor in because it's bringing up things like what I had mentioned before, which is legal use, you know, shared driveways, easements, who owns the well, who doesn't, um, you know, things like that that you don't want to be surprised with. Yeah. Um, we're we're in the business of what is real estate? It's mitigating risk to the point where you're comfortable with it, knowing that you can make money on it. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so it doesn't it doesn't help it doesn't hurt to include title in it. And believe me, and you guys will know this because, and you guys are already nodding, but, yep. <laughs> um, you know, having a direct relationship with your title company will make things a lot easier on day of closing because yes. yes. there are things that need to be either ironed out, hashed out, or decided upon. Um, you got to pivot and, mm-hmm. and having a direct relationship with your title company is a hundred percent going to help you there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I always say, save me from myself. Right. I don't have to know everything, <laughs> yes. but I like to be in contact with the people that can let me know what I need to know. Right. Um, and like you said, title company reps are definitely, I would say, some of the most important, if not the most important uh, aspect of a transaction, because, I mean, without without it, you can get yourself potentially in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So you won't say it, but we will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so you know what? Yes. You guys throw me a lob. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add <laughs> this, right? But um, yeah. Look, we, we uh, at the closing, especially, are you know can be considered the quarterback to some extent of keeping all the parties together right you got the the buyer and the seller sides the legal for each sides the bank if there's a loan involved the lender attorney if they're involved then the parties themselves 
Um, you know, somebody has to keep it all together in terms of scheduling the closing, making sure the docs are in check, making sure that everything is uh, where it needs to be, everything is signed and notarized. So, you know, the title company is doing that. And yeah. then also, if you have a settlement component or disbursement, you know, the the, the title company is generally uh, accumulating all that data, putting it on the sheet for everybody to approve, and then hitting the button and dispersing it. Absolutely. So you're right. Um, it is it is an integral part, especially to closing. I will say with title, so it is helpful to have your own personal contact there because you know when things get hot and things always get hot at closing yep um because the last thing again we all know the feeling of stuff not closing and when you're like yes. oh here we go right um you know the title company is going to play a role in, in helping to solve that problem making sure that that doesn't happen yeah yes. absolutely and i say that even as an investor and an agent so yeah, yeah. for sure yeah so we mentioned um like throughout the you know conversation about residential and commercials so now we've closed quite a few residentials but we haven't closed a commercial deal and i can't help but wonder and i'm pretty sure some of our listeners are wondering too if there are any sort of like similarities or differences between the two i know like residential you'll typically have like you know like individuals or maybe like a single member llc or something like that but some of these uh commercial deals can be can have like quite complex partnerships and you know, things like that. So just wondering, like, if there are any, like, similarities or differences between closing the two. Yeah, I mean, the, the similarities are that in, you know, their real estate and that at the end of the day, it's a hard asset that everybody uh, either is very proud of owning and living in or, uh, in our case, investing in and making money off of it at the end of the day. The, the, you know, look, in, mechanically, there are really uh, no differences in terms of the process, which is... You got to look for good real estate that fits into your strategy. You got to do what you have to do on the due diligence. You got to have a good team. Um, and then you got to be kind of cool, calm and collected as you head towards the closing and close it. Right. Yep. The biggest difference is the scale, of course. Yep. And, and one thing that you mentioned, Marcus, which is, you know, right on the head, which is that there are a lot more people involved. Right. So generally when the tickets are bigger, right? So here in New York, an office building is easily 50 million bucks, right? Yeah. Um, and most people aren't going to be able to carry that lift of 50 million bucks on their own. And, you know, they're going to have to raise that money through equity. Uh, and there's a, you know, a lot of JVs, a lot of partnerships. Um, some cases there's, you know, multiple general partners. And in all cases, there's multiple limited partners, right? right? And all of that is, you know, has to be considered in the documents that you prepare. So all the, there's going to be a lot more paper. There's going to be a lot more in legal fees. Um, everything is just bigger. But as you can imagine, with, you know, bigger deals comes, you know, bigger profits or bigger revenue, at least. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's a natural draw to that. There's nothing, you know, wrong or right about either one it, it it really is about what you're comfortable in doing because at the end of the day you know i've done also both residential and commercial deals as an investor myself mm -hmm. and you know people ask me what's your strategy and it's it's very simple if, if it makes money it's it, it uh, i'm in right? <laughs> right if it makes money, sense it makes i'm sense. in <laughs> so it's, it, it could be a single family flip you know, yeah. and, and if I do see that it, it, it makes sense and that it, it's going to make money, then then I'm in. Right. I'm not very myopic in terms of I only do multifamily in the you know southwest Sunbelt uh, and it needs to be garden style and it needs to be this and that. I don't have any of those mandates. Gotcha. And, and I guess that that's where as an entrepreneurial investor, 
and not an institutional investor, there's some liberty there mm-hmm. where you know you guys can call me you know tomorrow uh, or in a few weeks or at some point in the future and say you should check this deal out and I'm going to look at it right. And if you guys convince me that it can make money in the time frame that you feel that uh, it, it's going to hit, then you know let's talk. Yeah, uh, it, it, it has to make sense, and and that's what what it yeah. really boils down to. But Marcus, the biggest difference between residential and commercial real estate here is just it's it's pure scale. And, and you know it's it's a lot of docs and and there's a lot more people involved gotcha yeah i was just curious for us because we're um raising capital as well started off like just prime well solely um to lend like as a hard money lender but for some reason as the word got out that we're raising capital people have been coming to us for like equity deals like apartment complexes self-storage and all these things and i'm like yeah yeah be a great time to ask like from a title perspective so we'll know ahead of time yeah you know like what, what are yeah. the because we're, we're just like you like we're we're not tied to one idea of um investing uh it's just that you know the opportunity hasn't presented itself for something that is commercial yet um that we have actually you know wanted to pull the trigger yeah, on. yeah exactly yeah. exactly but the 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 ideas and the deals have you know come to us to kind of check out but just nothing that we're uh comfortable with executing just yet exactly yeah yeah so you said that you've been in the industry 15 years right and you've seen it all um from starting you know the in the starting in the background to not owning your own title company so we like to keep it light and bright on this podcast <laughs> so tell us one of the craziest title stories that you have. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to require a separate podcast for that. Um, you know, here, here sometimes we think it's the Wild West because just of how the, you know, twists and turns that a deal can make. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to cop out on this by, by kind of going the, the, easy, the easy route, but it's not the craziest, but just to give you an idea of, you know, how crazy things can be here in New York is that, uh, you know, in, 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 it, there was a, a deal where we found a, a water bill that was a million dollars, right? A million dollars in water. Oh, water. So, you know, that, that was unique because look, this, the sale price of the building and not to say it's small, it was still, you know, a reasonably large deal in general, but in New York, you know, an $8 million building is, is pretty commonplace, but still when, when you underwrite tightly on something like that, and then you find out at this is call it the ninth hour that there's a million dollar water bill that's one eighth of the full Holy you know value of the property so right. you 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 definitely are uh, on high alert with making sure that that's addressed before you take ownership of the building and you know what what ended up happening was that uh somebody was illegally tapped into the line had broken at one point and what? you know all this discovery came out so that it, you know now now the deal is going to take longer because you want to have some insurances if you're the buyer that this problem has been solved, um, and that the bill has been paid. Yeah. Um, so yes. you know th- th- again, uh, it's somewhat of a cop out because that was easy for me to reference and it's easier for me to tell. But I promise, if if if, if you have a, a full show in terms of the craziest deal you've had, uh, I'll do a show. Or when you guys come here, I'll fill you in on the craziest yeah. deal we've yes. had. Yes. Um, so, it, it would take me way too long because it's a full story. I could I could do a a full one hour episode on that. So <laughs> yeah. no, that's so we do have a. Um, uh, we do have a podcast that we started. Like uh, I can't make this up. We yeah. do have that. Yeah. Where it's just crazy stories, but. 
But I'm just curious, like, when you get the title commitment back yeah. and you get ready to send that out, do you make a phone call first or do you just email it and just wait for them to see? <laughs> In that case, it was a friend of mine, so I had to make the call. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, you had to be the bearer of bad news on yeah. that. And, um, and, you know, look... It, it, it's better, like you said, right? We're here to help you not make mistakes, right? I was so, just about to um, say. No, obviously that that's one thing that that comes about. And again, in the in the spirit of you throwing me alley oops and me slam dunking it, <laughs> it's it, it's right front and center. That's why you should run the report before you even sign the contract. Yes, you just wasted exactly. three months. One hundred percent. Exactly. I love the reference there too. <laughs> so, um, so you know, we we kind of. I guess for the audience, we had like a pre-discussion before. And you know, guys, like as we close interviews out, we like to ask, you know, what are you doing when you're not doing deals? But just in the spirit of like getting to know each other in the beginning, we heard something that was absolutely incredible. So I'm going to ask this question. We already know the answer, but guys, we have to kind of present this to the audience. So uh, formally, what are you doing when you're not doing when you're not closing deals? Yeah, so it's something that you know I shared with you guys that I'm I'm pretty passionate about, and you know I I'm again one of the things that I'm asked a lot, non-title side now, just in life as a business owner, is you know what what are kind of the keys to your success, and you know one of the things that that I'm very passionate about is is being in the best shape possible, and I don't mean just physically, um, mm-hmm. I mean both mentally and physically. Um, so I'm big into performance. I'm big into um, understanding that at the core for us to be really good at what we do, we don't have to be professional athletes. Yeah. I've made some references about slam dunking and stuff like that. We're not talking about actually <laughs> playing sports, but life, uh, you know, you have to be in the best uh, optimal um, state that you can be in order to accomplish the goals that you really want. And you know, that extends all the way, not just as a business owner, not just as a real estate investor, not just as a real estate developer, but it also extends to life in terms of being the best husband, father, brother, son, so on and yep. so forth. Um, if you're tired and lacking all the time, you're not optimal for those situations. And life is short, so you have to be as optimal as possible. So performance is a big thing uh, in my world. And the story I shared with you guys is, you know, uh, that was the impetus of me creating a community here in New York that I call Real Estate Warriors. And in essence, it's the ability to get a workout in as a group class and network with real estate professionals. So, you know, this all started because like, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys and everywhere else around the country, but all networking and relationship building is centered around um, doing something unhealthy. What I mean by that, it's, you know, it's bars, drinks at the bar or drinks somewhere or mm-hmm. dinner or late nights uh, here and there. And uh, I'm not opposed to having fun. I still do those type of things, right? But at the same time, you know, when you're doing it as frequently as folks like us need to do it, we just, yeah. we're out there, you know, pounding the pavement and shaking trees to see what deals are out there and what partners are out there and, you know, how we can make or find opportunities. And when you're doing things like drinking and eating poorly five days a week, it, it wears on you yep. and it, it starts uh, affecting your performance. So I created a community called Real Estate Warriors. We, in essence, meet once a month. Um, I find a gym or a concept that I want to highlight here. There's a ton um, going on and all these concepts. I'm sure it's in Texas as well. 
and I just knock on their doors and say, look, I'm going to bring in, you know, some real estate professionals and executives and we want to use your space and we're going to, you know, get a workout in and we're going to network. Um, and, you know, we've done, you know, this started in 2019, right before the pandemic. And, you know, let's say we've done about uh, 25 sessions in person. And this Ooh. is, you know, not including, you know, COVID where you couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have up to 40 people coming up now at our events, um, looking forward to working out and looking forward to meeting people who are like-minded, right? Because, you know, and what I found out after the fact, this is not, you know, I wasn't really doing this for science-based reasons, but what I found out after the fact when talking to those in the space of wellness is that, you know, they were like, that's genius because yes. after a workout, you know, serotonin is running through your body and, and that's that's the hormone that helps you actually connect at a deeper level. So when you get the workout in, so we say we sweat together, we make money together. That's that's kind of the tagline that's that's come out of that. Nice. But it is true when you get you know a workout in, it's not just the experience, but from what I've been told, hormonally, serotonin's running through your body. So those conversations that we're having, they're actually getting you know deeper in us. We're actually remembering them. It's making a deeper impact, and our relationship is that much more deeper. Um, again, I don't mind drinks, but. How often have we, and I'm not shy to admit this, but yep. where you wake up the next day and you're like, what, what did Marcus Shikud and I even, what are we talking about again? Like, yeah. we talk about real estate? Did we, what were <laughs> yeah. we I just remember yep. getting in a cab. Like, what happened? Yeah. 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 Like, I think we... that is an amazing setup, idea, um, just overall, like, it's just amazing how you combine your two passions, real yeah. estate and staying healthy. Uh, I yeah. love it. I love it. It's very different. Very different, as you said. I mean, we, we even have a meetup, and we meet up At a brewery. For, for drinks yeah. uh, once a month. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, definitely love that idea. So how can people that are in the New York area connect with you? Um, you want to give some information about your, your meetup? You want to give some information about connecting with you uh, for title? Yeah, of course. I mean, the easiest way is to find me on LinkedIn, Dorian Lamb. Um, you can also find me on our company website. That's Cornerstone Land Abstract. So cornerstonelandabstract.com. Mm -hmm. And then um, I have my own website as well. Uh, if you type in dorianlam.com, it'll lead you to a website called Defender of the Deal. I've taken on this kind of uh, this this uh, persona of being a defender of the deal because I find that, you know, I, I, I spoke to you guys about it in the podcast. We're not here to tell you why you can't close your deal. Yep. So I'm defending you, you know, I'm defending the deal to make sure that it closes. So um, it, it, on those, you know, the three sites, you, you should definitely find contact information. And if you want to hit me up, DM on, on, on LinkedIn, ask me about Real Estate Warriors. We, we post on Real Estate Warriors in LinkedIn. So if you search for that, you'll find it pretty easily. Um, and, uh, you know, those are the main ways you can get me. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you during yes. this is this has been very insightful and we agree health is wealth the way the your community is kind of comprised and the way that you guys function i think that that's amazing gonna be honest we may adopt it ourselves out here no, go for it. <laughs> we're gonna have chapters set up man that's, that's yes. warriors new york real estate warriors texas yes. i'm down <laughs> yeah so we're certainly gonna follow up with you and possibly have you on again um just to you know maybe not title 
next time but more so on the developer side because we we certainly kind of took note to that and may want to dive into that into the future uh maybe even go ahead and dive into that uh unbelievable story (laughs) i can't make this up man so uh again been a pleasure thanks for having you um that's it for this one guys we'll see you in the next one again uh, i'm just honored to be considered a smart real estate investor (laughs) being the smartest real estate investor podcast is an accomplishment for me (laughs) Um, but honestly thank you for for your time marcus and shakita and and i hope to you know actually get a chance to meet you in person soon sure absolutely same here same here we love the travel and i've like i said i've never been to new york but i don't know why i have to go and when (laughs) i'm there we're definitely going to contact you no doubt (laughs) looking forward to that yeah all right, see ya. Yep, all, right. all the best to you guys. Good all luck. Right, thank you. Congrats on closing. Thank you. Right, thank, thank you. you.